It's a podcast. Let's do it. Oh, nice. There's people standing on my street earlier today. I didn't like it. They're prostitutes. Where I used to live, there used to be prostitutes. Mm. I didn't. I did not know it until I started walking my dog, and one morning they were offering your dog blow jobs, and yes. you were like, uh, "It's a girl." First like, of all, it's a girl. First of all, so she would like cunnilingus. <laughs> um, Gross. No, Sophie, no, never. Gross. Never. Oh, I can't even talk about that That's with her. Disgusting. My baby girl. Ugh. You have animals, right? So many. I have um, a dog named Philip who's a Chewini. And I have um, <laughs> Chewini. Yeah. It's a wiener dog, Chihuahua. And um, it's as horrible as it sounds. And I have two old cats. Like how old? Like 12, but they act like they're 50. Mm. What are their names? Hector and Charlie. Hector's, Hector's teeth are falling out and he started meowing nonstop. He's, he just, he's. Like that. Like, so does he have cat dementia? I don't know, but Natasha hates them. And Natasha, for the people that are listening, Natasha is is my amazing girlfriend, whose one fault is that she really, really hates my cats. (laughs) (laughs) So you got the dog together? Yeah, the dog's like our baby. Okay. Um, Well, I just realized we were talking about your cats, and I haven't even introduced you. Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Marr. Oh, Jesus <laughs> I'm <Christ>. a terrible host. <laughs> We're having too much fun. I am. I'm with my friend Petey. It's Gibson, right? Oh, my God. Yeah, right? I never always call you. In my phone, it just says Petey. Like, you're just Petey to me. I appreciate you're that. You're not just Petey. You're Petey. It's like Ellen, Oprah, Cher, Petey. That I appreciate. So No, I'm serious. Like, that's how like- highly talented I think of you. Oh, my God. Any relation to Deborah, though? I mean, Gibson's kind of common. Yeah. I don't think so. Guitar makers? I wish I would probably have a little more family money. Oh, yeah. That would be nice. We're probably like of the Gibsons that make, make those really cheap like plates for Walmart. <laughs> We're seeing like those Gibson plates. <laughs> That's like my legacy. That's your legacy. Where are you from? I'm from Massachusetts. I grew up in Foxborough, where the Patriots are. Wait, it's, it's, where is that? <clears throat> Where's Foxborough? Is that like Western Mass, Eastern? No, it's like... It's south, south of Boston. Okay, but I don't really know. No, I get it. It's south of Boston. I get it. If it's here, if I'm pointing to my Massachusetts arm, where you make your arm look like, I've never seen that before. Yeah, this is if you put your arm up, kind uh-huh. of like you're making a muscle. It shows Cape Cod because um, Massachusetts has that swing. Oh. This looks like it, so you can point. I'm from oh. Chatham. And you oh. just point, you know. I like that. You can't <laughs> My really... family's from Dennis Port. And you just like point right there. <laughs> you can't really do that in Oklahoma. Um, yeah, no. You have to get out a pot. Yeah, you <laughs> do. How, tell everybody how we know one another. We're both gay. <laughs> we met at the meetings. Yeah. It's we, just, it's... it was like a big mafia thing. Yeah. There was a. It was in the back of like a 90 cent store. Yeah. So oh, my God. So we're like. I picked up some great linens that day. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I picked up some great STDs that day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The best. Only the, the best. best only. The best only. Um, we. How do we know each other? I, I mean, mean, we're both comedians. We are both comedians. We're both. I mean, we met through Jess. So <sighs> that's really who we met through Jess. She's great. She is great. But yes, we are both. We are both. You've done. Well, I feel like I feel like I'm com- a comedian, and I feel like you're. I don't even know, like a grand comedian. I don't, you've been doing this for a while, and you've like really well, that's studied. Very nice of you. I mean, like I've taken level one of Groundlings. You're like 
done like the whole thing. Oh, someone's calling you. You're vibrating. <sighs> um, <laughs> it's just one of my 500 agents. Just one of your 500 agents. But so you've been doing. <clears throat> yeah. Been, well, I how do, did you start out? I do. I maybe what you mean is that I do a lot of different types of comedy instead yeah. of. It's like, you know, sort of like a jack of all trades type of comedy, you know, master of none, that type of thing is how I feel. Um, But I do stand up, which I've only been doing, I think, three years. Mm -hmm. And I kind of haven't been doing much of it lately. It's. I'm at the age where if I have a night off, I'm like, oh my God, I get to make dinner and then watch a movie on my couch. So the idea of like going to a club and then to a second club and like listening to a bunch of bros tell rape jokes, I'm like, it's not my life. <laughs> not, that's not, that's not, not my that life. that's all stand up comedy, but it's it's not. There is a lot. Of, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of it more than me watching the heat in my living room. Yes, I feel like that. there is when the, when stand up is there's actually some people that I think are fantastic stand ups. And but it is a smaller handful of like the people that just think it's funny <sighs> to just go up and talk about so really inappropriate things or like there's I still I still have seen comic stand up comedians who like go up and make fun of fat chicks and I'm like really people still do that that's like that's for me being a performer is such a thrill and such a gift to be able to I mean you're 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 an entertainer. And you're a performer. And I, I think it's really bizarre when people who do that then just get up there and shit on people. And I think this is your passion. Like you're so passionate about speaking to people and having a point of view that you're putting yourself on stage and talking in front of people. And the only thing that you want to say are like these horrible things. Yeah, I don't get it. I think it's so weird. I think it's weird too. I don't get it either. Not that it just like, kind of makes me sad for them. I'm like, oh, this is your this is your big point of view. This is the thing you're really promoting in life. Well, it's different to be, it's different to be, you know, like Jerry Seinfeld is someone who obviously critiques people, mm-hmm. but it's not this negative. Like literally, some people stand ups come up with like a vitriol, and it, right? Is that the word? It's yeah. It's it just, is. Sometimes I know big words. Sometimes I don't. And um, but anyway, that's a whole other story here and there. But we could go off on forever about this. I know. Sometimes. Let's just talk forever. Let's just talk for. What about now? Tell a little bit because maybe we might have some her answer. Maybe we'll have Mary answer some questions <laughs> today. I want to know. Tell everybody a little bit about Mary Do- Mary Dolan. So, uh, in addition to being a stand-up, I'm a character actor. Big time, um, y'all. Big time. She's hilarious. <laughs> Big time. So I have, um, I think, like five super flushed out characters. Like, literally, most of my closet contains um, costumes for these other people. And then I, me, myself, I have just, you know, a couple flannels and two pairs of jeans and some black t shirts. Nice. That's really all I wear. The fabulous clothes are for the other people that exist in my mind. <laughs> um, I'm like, ooh, I don't have a shopping budget. Mary needs this dress. <laughs> Um, but so I've done a bunch of characters. I used to, um, when I lived in Boston, I produced, uh, shows, mostly burlesque shows, and I would host them in character as various Mm. people. Um, so that's how kind of they got, they got flushed out. Like in real time, you just do Mm -hmm. it over and over. But Mary Dolan is this, uh, 86 year old ex vaudevillian. And she's sort of this homage to my grandmother, but also my grandmother was never that, like, dirty or liberal. And Mary's both. Because <laughs> Mary is dirty. <laughs> yes. She's nasty. <laughs> um, and 
I uh, I used to perform in this group called All the King's Men. We started as like a drag troupe and then we became really like a character-based like dance comedy troupe. We sort of like made up what we did, but we did it and it was fun. So I created Mary in that and then I wrote two one-woman shows as Mary and I was touring, playing Mary Dolan and now I have a um, a monthly show, a live show in LA called The Mary Dolan Show. Because I'm very creative with naming things. Dear Maddie Show, look at me. I mean, I'm Jesus. with you. Oh, pathetic. I know. <laughs> Go with what works, okay? <laughs> I know. And uh, and I also am in uh, post production on a web series called Meals with Mary, which is Mary's retirement cooking show, which oh. I'm pretty pretty <laughs> excited about. Um, so you're a busy lady. Yeah, mostly busy as an old lady, which is more tiring than being busy <laughs> as a. <laughs> pseudo young lady well all right then well i'm sure we're gonna hear from more from mary later yeah let's do we that. are but um let's jump in let's do it let's jump into some questions what do you think i would love it yes okay. please all right first question dear maddie i am newly single and need to figure out what to do about the holidays oh we're doing it early well i guess it is october you need to plan it is we do need to plan Christmas is already out in some places. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. I watched Love Actually the other night. I finally popped that open. Oh, that's a Christmas movie. Yeah, I make myself wait all summer, and then I like really crack it open. Oh. Anyway, continue. Anyway, okay, so let's start. Dear Maddie, I'm a newly single. I am newly single, and I need to figure out what to do about the holidays. I don't have any local family, and my ex got all of our friends. No, I didn't cheat on him. They're all just more his friends than mine. Ugh, I can't bummer. afford to take time off work to travel, but want to get festive. What's a girl to do? This is from Nora, age 35. Bummer. Holiday. Well, I think... I think you and I both can relate to this and that, you know, I'm, I'm used to now spending Thanksgiving in, in Los Angeles. I always mm-hmm. do because it's so expensive to go to try to go to Oklahoma and it's so short over Thanksgiving. It just doesn't seem worth it. Mm-hmm. This year, I'm actually going a, a week early to my mom's and then I'm going to come back. I'm doing it. Beat the crowds. Beating the crowd. It's, <laughs> it's nice. And so, but, um, and you, I mean, you've lived in LA for how long? Two years. And so... I I actually do travel a lot. I leave for because it becomes my excuse to see my family because I don't yeah. I don't see them. And Natasha's super close to her family, so we go. So we I'm terrible. I'm terrible. You're a I'm terrible not a good son. family member. Yeah. Um. So you have no advice for Nor. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have no knowledge of what you're talking about. I think let's you know Nor. I mean, I think you might feel like you're alone in this whole holiday. Uh, experience but just ask around i mean a lot of times Mm -hmm. people like that's what we do we have the thanksgiving where we invite people totally orphans thanksgiving yeah that i mean nora if you live in la shoot me an email sugar just come on that's fine Mm -hmm. for sure i think a lot can be said in any respect for just putting things out there yes and you you know you've no idea what's coming also christmas happens everywhere I mean, there's amazing movies and there's amazing, usually music celebrations. Mm -hmm. And I went to see um, my friend uh, Dustin Hess is in this amazing um, choral group. And they put on this like amazing Christmas show every year. Here? Yeah. What is it? Oh, God. Angel City Chorus. Oh, I want to see them. We should go. I would go. Okay, we'll go. And and Nora, you can come with us. You see, now you have two different plans for two different holidays. There you go, Nora. Yeah, I just, you know, just... Get out there. Yeah, I think just get out there. Um, You know, meet people on Craigslist. I'm kidding. Don't go to Craigslist. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Have you ever done that? Many moons ago, last week. 
No. It was like, <laughs> no, like gay guys used to do it all the time. And then, but this was like 10 years ago. There was like mm-hmm. Craigslist and then there was gay.com. And then it just morphed into like yeah. Grinder and Yeah, Scruff. it used to be way more sketchy. And now it's at, Now it's like all your personal information and your yeah. address and your headshot. Now it's Tinder. Now it's like I'm done with it and I'm over it. I want to meet some, and now I'm like, I feel like I'm back full circle where I want to meet someone in the fucking grocery store. Do that. I'm trying. It's old, so old school. I'm trying. I'm trying to go like to Baldwin Hills to go shop, you know? <laughs> yeah. Only go to, only go to Whole Foods if they can afford, you know? <laughs> I know. Well, Whole do they Foods. have a Whole Foods in Baldwin? I don't know. If they, I just want to meet cute black guys. Um, oh, that's what that that's is. That's why, yeah. That's why I, you got to go to, you got to go to where, you know, where who you like Go is, where the meat you know? is. <laughs> Boy, you said it. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just said that. Um, let's see, Nora. I'm trying to feel like I need to strategize because we just told you to get out there. I think too. Um, this could be not. If, you know, if you're newly divorced, no matter if even if you're with people or not, you're going to be sad. Like you're going to feel. It's going to mm. just feel weird and awkward because it's your first time doing it. Um, so, you know, I th- I think that. You just, I don't know why, but I thought I was about to say, I remember the first time I flossed with my braces on. That felt really weird. <laughs> this is not the same thing, Nora, but I got used to doing that because I really like to floss. And um, I know I'm weird. But, you know, just be okay with being uncomfortable and know that it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable and think about what type, this is an opportunity for you to, what type of traditions do you want to make? Mm-hmm. Cause I remember thinking, Oh, I'm going to be kind of alone on Thanksgiving. Nobody's going to be here. And I remember the first Thanksgiving, it was me and this girl named Deidre who I knew, but I didn't know her really well. Um, she's like this really artsy hipster lives in Williamsburg photographer now. She and, sounds it just on her name alone. Yeah. If I may um, judge. She, yeah, uh, but she's crazy talented. And so we decided we were, what we were going to do for Thanksgiving is she wanted, she's a photographer, so she wanted to go take pictures of this, like, kitschy diner, like, on Thanksgiving. And I was like, okay, I'll go with you. And then the diner was closed. And so I was like, I'm making Thanksgiving. I was like, I won't make turkey, but I'm getting chicken, and I'm making dress. And I, like, just kind of did all this at the last minute. And she was kind of like, not southern and into because Thanksgiving is about the food where I'm from. Well, I think for most people. Mm-hmm. But um, anyway, that but that did like that's you know nor something I started that I knew that even if I'm tired and I'm like oh, I don't want that if I wake up Thanksgiving morning and I'm not either at somebody's place or I'm not preparing a meal or something that that's gonna make me feel like it's not Thanksgiving like that for me is not even the eating part it's just the prepping of it and having people over. Mm-hmm. So you know just. This is your time, girl. Decide what you want for the holidays. Totally. Make a list. I'm all, I always say that. For, I think that's the Dear Maddie make question for everything list. is make a list. Because I think I say that every episode. But it's true. We we go, well, I could do this and I could do this. Well, just write it down or text it to yourself. I don't know your life. I don't know your handwriting skills. <laughs> just put it out there and then maybe it will get out of your head and into your heart or into your into your life some way. Yeah. All right. I love it. We're moving on. Good advice. Now I kind of want turkey and dressing. Oh my god, I love it so much. Do you call it dressing oh or stuffing? Stuffing. Yankee. People don't call it dressing. Yankee. Yankee. Dressing is for salads. <laughs> it's no, I get it. I don't mean that. I do remember, Yankee, Yankee. <laughs> I do remember one time my mom, I was like when I remember asking my, my mom was going to kill me for saying this, but it's true. Um, I said, "Mom, do you care like if I date a black guy?" Or like she's like, "No, baby, I don't care." She's like, "Just don't date a Yankee." <laughs> <gasps> 
I mean, it's true. Well, we'll rip the, your heart out, and make you stick around for winter. I don't think I've been never. I've never dated a. Uh, I've never dated a Yankee. Actually, well, no, you'd know. I would know. Oh, I would know. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, that's a promise. <laughs> okay, oh. I'm not opposed to it. Oh, you'd fucking know. Oh, I'd fuck. Although I feel like a guy from Connecticut would be really boring in the sack. Yeah, not Connecticut. Oh, okay. Go for someone Boston. Like New Yorker. Like, I, I would date, like, a New York Italian guy. That's hot. Mm. Boston. Even I would. <laughs> Even in, I wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. It'd be disgusting. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Question number two. Dear Maddie, I think I have anxiety issues. Sometimes I get so in my head that I can't think straight. I thought I was having a panic attack, but my girlfriend said people feel like they're going to die when they're having panic attacks. I don't feel that. I just get really anxious and fearful of something wrong happening and then a little squeamish. And then once I get focused on something, it goes away after an hour or so. What the fuck, Maddie? This is from Dave, age 28. What would you you like to say? I was going to say I can relate to this a lot. I deal a lot with anxiety. Do you? Yeah. Who doesn't? I guess who doesn't. But go ahead. Yeah. That's true. I mean, first of all, uh, in my non-professional opinion, panic attacks are not just one thing. And I think if you're yeah. having anxiety that makes you feel debilitated for even a small period of time, that that's something to look at. Yeah, to I consider. Mean, yeah, that's and something maybe to... talk to your doctor about. Mm-hmm. For sure. First and foremost, yeah. I, uh, I've started... Re- I can't even believe the words coming out of my mouth, but I've started reading a book by a uh, Buddhist nun... <laughs> What is wrong with me? What is it called? I can't remember. Someone gave it to me. But it's, I mean, when you start to like think about it and you, you reach a point where you want to solve it, which maybe is the point of you writing down a question to a radio show and talking and wanting to say like, hey, this is a thing that continues to keep happening. Hmm. How do I, you know, what do I call it? How do I name it? And then what the fuck do I do about it? Mm -hmm. Which is the painful next step of course Mm. but for me i know that i need to like be like oh it's happening oh my hands are getting clammy i feel crazy yeah yeah i always have even when i was little there's this home video of my dad's shooting like on our old like huge camera you know Mm -hmm. like sits on your from the 80s yeah where you could hear the tape by your ear oh yeah totally totally and i'm he's trying to like get me to do something adorable or whatever you know and i'm like it's a big joke in our family now. I just want someone to tie my shoe is like a thing that everyone in my family says. But in the video, I'm saying this and I'm like starting to freak out because I'm like, my shoe is untied. I can't do anything else. Like we have to stop filming. You have to tie my shoe. And I feel that way. So it's like a saying in our family where you're just like, everything has to stop. I need somebody to take care of me. Mm. I feel like that little person sometimes. I love that you have like... Even though that was a set, but like something that's like a memory bond, like with your family. Yeah. That's pretty, oh, that's really incredible. You I'm like, like that? Yeah, I do. I'm going to say that now. I'm like, I just need to tie my shoe. Because it's so funny when you tie your shoe, no matter what you're doing, you have to stop, mm-hmm. bend down or sit down, take a moment, tie your shoe, and then you're, actually, I feel like, I, where was I? I was, I was somewhere, where was I? Was I, oh, um. I was on a shoot on a set and I remember seeing like a big producer like tie his shoe like with his kid and it there's I don't know if it sounds stupid but there's something like humanizing about this is going to sound really fucking hokey but like we all have to tie our shoes 
kind of a thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I had that moment when I watched it. Yeah, it is true. It's true though. It's like one of those things where like you have to stop. I think that's probably why I feel like a lot of anxious people are also smokers. And I wonder oh. if that's in part not addiction aside, but it's like I'm walking outside, I'm separating myself, I'm going through a ritual, and then I have to sit here yeah. and breathe. Yes. I mean, even though you're breathing in. Toxic cancerous fumes. Right. Um, you're still having to breathe in and out in a rhythm. It's the same people, you know, people that have that. It, look, I mean, I think humans are habitual. Are, yes, we're just habitual people. I believe that. I, and, you know, and. Oh, yeah. And I actually think, not a lot of people agree this, but I feel like everybody's addicted to something. I like, and so, you know, because people say, oh, they'll call people addicts and stuff, which that's fine. I don't say that because I feel like we all have our own addictions. Oh, yeah. And we have relationships with alcoholism. We have a relationship with anxiety, but it's not necessarily you're not an addict to me. You're a person. I don't know. That's just how I see it. and Not just how I, but totally. how kind of my frame of reference. So, but I mean, as far as anxiety, like. Oh, yeah. I mean, totally. I, and, and even what Dave, yeah, that's her name, Dave. You know, Dave, I think it's interesting that you said that and once you get focused on something, because it's almost as if you already know part of the answer. Because you literally talk about you, you feel squeamish and you feel anxious. And then once you get focused on something after an hour or so, it mm-hmm. goes away. So obviously, you know, actually, our friend Jess, she said once to me, she said, actually, in a way, I'm grateful for my anxiety because it gets me motivated to do something. So maybe yeah, you can get paralyzed in it if you just yeah. So maybe looking at that anxiety is a is a a signal and possibly helpful in a way to whether it's to get you focused on a project or to get you focused on tying your shoe or get you focused on taking yourself out of the situation. It's like try to read the warning signs of it, Um, and also paying attention to when it happens too, because sometimes there's a way then that you can build into it you know if you're if you're anxious every time you know you're gonna see a certain person or Mm -hmm. there's an expectation of you or every time you go to you know every time you're getting ready for work you have the same anxiety then maybe you might think like hey is this about the drive is this Mm -hmm. about am I really doing what I want to be doing is Mm -hmm. this about my boss is there a meeting that I can have to you know change social dynamics at work I mean sometimes your solution lies in just uncovering where it's at so maybe paying attention to when it happens it's very rarely random it's just no a lot of times it is triggered by things and a lot of times when Mm -hmm. you have people i mean that's what cbt therapy works really well because it's you know there's a lot of different aspects of that type of therapy but with cognitive behavioral therapy a lot of it is literally just writing down and making lists and kind of at the end you know of your day taking stock of okay so this was like my day my day was like this today not even like a whole letter but just saying I ate breakfast, I went to work, I did this, things were good. You know, it's like it takes you two minutes to kind of route out your day. And then you can kind of look at your week and say, okay, Wednesday I, I had a panic attack. Whereas Monday, Tuesday, and Friday were great. Where Wednesday and Thursday were kind of rough. What was different about these two days? Hmm. You just kind of like, it's like an emotional calendar. You can just kind of bookmark, you can write kind of the emotional stages. and I wonder not if just there's an app for that. <laughs> Like a menstrual calendar for women. <laughs> is there menstrual calendars? Oh, of course there is. Of course there is. Yeah. There has to be. Um, I mean, I don't use one, but well, I've heard. I've heard. I don't use one either. We, sh- we should make an app. <laughs> yeah. um, the anxiety app. 
hey, it's even alert. Let's be millionaires. Nobody well, take this nobody idea. Copyrighted. It, if you're Verbal listening, <laughs> and I know you are, I'll don't. <laughs> don't take it. Yeah, Mom, stop this. You don't know how to make an app. <laughs> stop it, Brian. Uh, my brother. No, uh, my brother doesn't listen to this show. My brother was like, I like, I'll listen to your show. You know, if you talked about sports more, I'd listen. And I'm like, okay. Totally. Home like, run. Home run, Brian. I love you. I love you. But also, too, like, <laughs> oh, I know. We're gonna, sorry, Katie. I'm getting off subject. Oh, but a lot of people Adam. with anxiety, they, a lot of people don't know that if you have a panic attack, one of the triggers of having another panic attack is thinking you're about to have another panic attack because it's such a horrific experience. And oh, you tornado I mean, real quick. Yeah. And I know a lot of it is, you know, you end up, for a lot of people, they do have sweaty palms or they feel tightness in the chest. They think they're having a heart attack. They can't breathe. You didn't describe these things, Dave. So, you know, you might Google panic attacks or talk to your doctor and he or she might say you're you're not having a panic attack. But I, I think I don't want you to, because it doesn't look like a classic panic attack, I don't want you to think that, like you said, it's not something to look at. And because it could progress down that way. And so maybe mm-hmm. I, I loved how you said you're taking a step and figuring out something by writing a question because – that's a lot of times the hardest part. People think they can deal with things themselves. So the fact that you're already asking for help and you're talking to your girlfriend about this, like totally. you seem to be like you're on the right track. If you need to talk to your doctor or a therapist, like obviously counseling really, I mean, that's of course that's one of the best proven things of yeah. for anxiety. So, um, I have been in therapy for this exact thing and, and it's it amazing. It it's helps. amazing to just, pull it apart and put it back together and be like, Oh, I can, well, I can manage. Yeah. That. Cause when you're ra- you described it as like a tornado or did you say a twister or did you say a cyclone? I don't know why it doesn't matter. I said tornado. So I believe that they are synonymous. They are. I just smoke. I'm like, it's a twister. Uh, <laughs> woo! Get out, get out, get out, get underground. <laughs> um, but I, I love that description because I feel like when you're in a problem, with any problem, but it's with anxiety or depression, things that can be really be overwhelming. You feel like you're literally in the middle of that tornado and you can't see the eye. Your, yeah. in the eye and you can't see your way out at all. And ironically, s- ironically. And so going to a therapist is somebody who literally is from the outside looking in and saying, well, maybe you could try this in your life and just could open like little pinpoints of light to kind of break through the craziness. Totally. So, just think about it. I'm off my, I'm off my. Ugh, your therapy horse. This is my therapy horse. We are going through and today. We're like. Are we jazzing through? We are jazz. I know. I only have three questions today because I need more questions, people. That's, Send more questions. Well, we also, you and I spent so much time chit-chatting before we got in front of the microphone. We didn't really, though, talk that. We did a little bit. Well, I mean, we're, we're, half, an, we're half an hour in almost. Really? Yeah. I mean, so we're going. God, I could talk forever and not no. get tired of my own voice. Well, so now, what actually is something we didn't do that I would like to do is, um, so if Mary Dolan... <laughs> Was going if you know with question number one of I'm newly single and I need to figure out what to do for the holidays and my husband got all the um, all the, the ex husband got all the friends what would Mary Mary Dolan say to that? Well, you know, first of all, thank you. <laughs> first of all, thank you for having me on your show. I get so hunched over playing Mary. I'm not even in front of the microphone anymore. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh. <laughs> Thank you for having me on your show. My name's Mary Dolan, 
and uh, pretty soon Matthew uh, will be out of a job, and this will be the Dear Mary show, because I give <laughs> wonderful advice for, for all the ages and constitutions. And if we were talking about, oh, let's see, I'm newly single, my husband took all the friends. First of all, your friends sucked in the first place. If they just leave, fuck them. That's what I say. Fuck them. Go find some new friends. Go to go to one of those uh, uh, open gym dodgeball places and have a man whip his balls at you. That will make you feel really good. Huh? Then afterwards, say, buy me a drink, you big hunk of meat. That's what you do, Matt Ma, don't you? It is, Mary. Don't use your sex voice with me. <laughs> don't make me feel all nasty inside. I don't like it. Because it's going to make me leak on your couch. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, so, okay, Mary. So, uh, what would you say for question number two? Somebody having anxiety, what would you, how would you combat that? Just knock it off. <laughs> how do you knock it off? If you're having anxiety, maybe you just have to uh, go to the bathroom. <laughs> Sometimes I'm sitting in traffic and I think, oh, God, I'm not going to make it. And I stand, I get sick and I get all worked up. I get all I get crazy about it, thinking if I don't get out of this car, this is just whoa. And I'm going to and it's going to smell, you know, you know, honey, what I'm talking about. I've been there. It's just all oh, like a big sewage fest. And you and you got to get out of traffic. So if you can get out and go get yourself to a restroom and then you just poop it all out. Or whatever kind of bathroom you had to do. I, I think the anxiety probably would come more with poop. Uh, yes, I think so. Sometimes you feel like you're so full up that you just, you weigh extra, like you have another person inside. You, you must eat a lot of big meals. I do. No, well, I try to eat a lot of small meals, but if you have like 11, that's too many. <laughs> that's too many. That's it. That's, that's too much. That's too many. Um uh, Okay, well now, okay, Mary, we, the third question, the dear, I'm going to let yes. Mary take this first, and then we'll, Petey and I will discuss it. Wonderful, wonderful. This is Ask a, me anything. This is a real question, uh, listeners. Um, someone wrote in, this is from Wayne, uh, from someone named John Wayne, who's 20 years old. Oh, I know John Wayne. <laughs> what, oh, do you? He has a fetish that he had. <laughs> he liked to ride people around like ponies. Really? Well, he couldn't get away from the horse culture and the cowboy culture. And he thought, give me a bag of beans and let me beat somebody on the butt with them while I ride them around. And, it, and, it, and he, smelled like, he smelled like smoked meat, like smoked goat meat, not like a good kind of meat. So you worked with him. Oh, well, he didn't pay me if that's what you're asking. <laughs> but yes, we had some scenes together. You know what I mean? Oh, Mary just winked at me, everybody. So I did. I winked and I drooled just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. I was salivating, thinking of meals past. Go ahead. So now, so John Wayne, twenty years old, writes, "Dear Maddie, you're funny." Oh, isn't that nice of him to say? <laughs> He's probably trying to get with you. Well, then he asks, um, "Do all gay guys take it up the butt?" Oh, <laughs> that is, dear Maddie, you're funny. Do all gay guys take it up the butt? This is from John I think Wayne, 20 years old. John Wayne wants to know if being with you means that he has to lay down and suck in. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. I guess Isn't, so. Don't they? They must. I mean, a lot of gay guys do. I mean, I've, I, you know, I've, 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 you know, I have just taken it up the butt. Um, Good for you. Well, you know, it's an experience. Um, but I feel like a lot of straight. I never have. I don't want. Never. That's an out shoot. 
for me. You would probably get anxiety. Yeah, then that's right. <laughs> I, you, as you know, I don't like being filled up. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> Do not. I don't. I like to be on empty. That kind of a thing. Well, um, I, I, I don't know really how to respond to this question, um, except for... Yes, yes, I mean, most gay guys do. Maybe some gay men just get off on other things, like listening to the soundtrack of Cats and drinking red wine. <laughs> Maybe that's enough for them. <laughs> Maybe That's, that's how a, gay they are. They At Mr. Misopheles, they just have yes. an orgasm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Magical Mr. <laughs> Misopheles. Whoa! <laughs> that's it. And then they come to the moon. <laughs> That's, is that what they, is that the expression for come to the come moon? Come to the moon. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big old load. <laughs> well, well, thank you, Mary. If it, You're thank welcome. Thank you for joining us today. I appreciate How it. How much are you paying me for this? <laughs> I, 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 your check's in the mail. Oh, wonderful. I'll be looking for it. Thank you. Thank you, Mary Dolan, everybody. <laughs> that was amazing. Um, <laughs> I love that. It really is like kismet because I knew I was going to have you do Mary on the show. Um, Petey is back in the in the room, by the way, everybody, just so you know. Just me. Just her. And, back um, again. But when this person sent me this question, I went, thank you, God. Thank you, God, that I can ask this to Mary Dolan. Um, oh, Mary loves gay men. She does. She does. And I mean, I don't, not all guys do take it up. It's actually a thing like a lot of. Uh, and especially in the African American culture and Latino culture, they have like machismo and like it's like Bush femme. They, yeah, yeah, they don't. A lot of them don't. Um, they don't take it because they say you're gay if you take it up the butt. And I'm like, well, okay, well, I don't think that's really it. Um, but a lot of straight people I know take it up the butt. I actually know a few lesbians that you know have said like, I don't even mind a finger up there, you know. I, obviously, it's the only thing me and Mary have in common. No, <laughs> I can tell by your face is a definite no. <laughs> I have dead face on You're right like now. Dead face, but um, you know, there's. I think there's no one thing that all types of people yes, do. John Wayne. I know because that is your real name, John Wayne. I'm sure. Of I'm it. sure. Sure of it, John Wayne. That, that that must be you, John Wayne the third. Yes, the third. Um, yeah, you can. I don't think you can say that all. Because all lesbians mm. don't strap it on, or yeah. all straight people don't do it, missionary or whatever. Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, I really don't know what to say, John Wayne, except for, you know, maybe she just experiment yourself and yeah. see what you think. You know, let us know how gay you feel when it happens. Yeah, do yeah. Write us another letter, and maybe you're not even gay if you take it off the butt. Maybe you're just enjoying butt stuff. Like maybe that, that's a good point. You know, because it doesn't make you gay. It doesn't make it just means that what your pro I don't really understand I mean, how male parts work, but like your prostate's being Well, I think people still think your sexuality massaged. is defined by who you want to have sex with. And yes, the fact that I like to be with men does make <laughs> me gay. But it also but it's not but it's not I don't think it's the fact that I have sex with gay men that makes me gay. It's the fact that I fall in love with gay men and that's what makes me gay. Like I love like, I think it's your voice that makes you gay. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that that was the truth. I could I could lisp through a waterfall. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's true though. Oh 
so John Wayne, I hope to hear from you again. Yeah. Just bring it. Matt, let me know how it goes. Yes, I will. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> speaking of pooping, Mary and everyone else, we're at Celebrity Shit the Bed. So, <gasps> bum, 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 bum. Bum. so this is, you know, our what the fuck moments. And um, so what is your, you know, Celebrity Shit the Bed moment this week? I feel like there's been a lot of WTF moments all over the place. Yes. I feel like that in part is because social media allows people to gossip at like an extremely fast rate. Oh, yeah. Like nude pictures. Oh, my God. Just like. But I was thinking as far as what the fuckery. I was thinking about um, Zuckerberg, which I do often really (laughs) late at night. (laughs) I have a nerd fetish. Just kidding. This is all horrible. Untruth. Um, And by untruth, I mean lie. Is untruth the word? It is now. Thank you. It is now. It's our radio voices. <laughs> it's our radio voices. Um, I, I don't know how gay everyone else is. I mean, I imagine that you kind of have a similar Facebook feed to me. My Facebook feed is it's like... It's real gay. Real gay. And people on Facebook are up in arms about um, the real names policy, I guess what they're calling it, which Facebook has always had. But this week, Zuckerberg has like, we're cracking down. You need to have your... And explain it because I'm even confused too. Basically, it's so they want people on Facebook to use your real name. So if you have, if you're, they're saying like the name that your legal name that's on your birth certificate. And how do they know though? That's where I'm confused. Well, so this is the thing they don't know. And I, tons of people for millions of reasons use different names. Either they're just being fun. Or maybe they have they have a job as a school teacher and they don't want to be posting their weekend out in a place where they're you know a lot of parents. celebrities use a fake lot of names. celebrities use it. I mean, it can be used to protect people or to just be something you know. It doesn't it doesn't fucking matter. Everyone has nicknames. I mean, yeah. I can't think of a lot of people that are going by their full name. Like if I went by Maddie Mar, I mean Matthew is on my. Birth right. Certificate. Exactly. That's, so, I think I read too, like Helen Mirren. That's not her real name. Yeah, there's so, so many people who are not using their real names, and but so, it's I think upsetting in the queer community because, well, it's easily targetable. Is what's happening. The reason that they want people to use their real names there, and it's always been a policy, it just hasn't really been that enforced. Mm-hmm. They're trying to cut down on like fake accounts that are fucking with people. Mm. But the reason that it's disproportionately affecting and upsetting queer, the queer community is because drag queens use it a lot. And it's, you know, they all have like really fun and sassy stage names. Yeah. They're able not only to be targeted, like this is clearly not your real name and we're going to delete your whole account, which means all your followers, all your materials, all your fans, any ability to like talk about your events or to network with people. And for, to me, they, they're talking about profile pages because you can make a page that's a fan page. Yeah, but they're bullshit. They, they are. I don't, everybody says I need to do one for the don't, show and I haven't yet. It doesn't matter. Because, what, so th- there's a couple things. One, if you are targeting a drag queen, then you can kind of start to go through their friends list. So queens are being just knocked right down. Wow. Because they're easily targetable as people not using their real names. And I like, I don't know... Well, I actually am friends with Roy, but people don't know that that's Bianca, you know, Del Rio, who won Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 
Which I think she, I saw her tweet. She's like, my real name is cunt Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, also like trans people, you know? Yes, and that's what I was You may identify to. as a certain way that, you know, yeah. whatever. So if, if they're if really serious about going through names, I mean. Because if can, you're born on your birth certificate and it says yeah. Sally and you haven't had that changed yet and you want to be known as Sam. You know what? I'll come out. My real name is Jillian. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It is? Uh-huh. Jillian Ray. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, you're so not a Jillian. I know. I know. My fam- my immediate family like still calls me Jill, which uh-huh. is what I was called up to like th- three or four years ago. It's pretty recent that I've been going by PD. Really? Mm-hmm. That's so... Isn't that weird though? So not I you. I feel like such a PD. You're, you are, like I, I said, there's Cher, Madonna... <sighs> PD. I love it. <laughs> like I'm not kidding. So that's how I feel about <laughs> if it. If you if you are seeing an accompanying picture, you'll see that I'm just a, a small, adorable lesbian. Sprite of a lesbian. Sprite. So your Facebook account could get deleted. Yes, totally. If I didn't go by Jillian, which would make me very uncomfortable on a lot of levels to go by that name. And it's I just don't identify that way. And especially from an artistic perspective, Facebook is how you connect with your mm-hmm. audience. It's how you let them know what's going on. So if you change your and name, it's how you connect with your. I mean, if I if they were to target me and say you need to either go by this name or you can't have Facebook, there whether this sounds melodramatic or not, I would be devastated to lose that network because my family lives in Florida, mm. my girlfriend's family lives in St. Louis. My all of my really close friends in my community live in Boston. And then beyond that, it's the way that I network, let people know that I'm having shows, let people say, hey, I had this really amazing experience today and I wanted to let you all know about it. And then I have people from London and Florida and Canada and L.A. all having a conversation about something that is affecting, you know, that I'm thinking about. And I think mm. that's so rad. Yeah, I think it's rad too. I, I don't know. But they probably won't target you because P.D. Gibson looks like it's a real a pass, name. It's a passing name, I think. You know, who knows? Wow. So, yeah. So, Are they, so is there shitty. any back? Is it just going to happen? I did read, it's, too, it, that it's part of money, too. It is about that they want people well, to do a, a fan page so yeah. they can get promoted followers. So and they're shit saying, like, like if if you're not a real person, you know, if whatever your name. I know this amazing burlesker named Femme Brulee. I am friends with her. You you guys were on the same show. Yeah, I met her. <gasps> many, I love Femme Brulee. Oh my God. She flew out from Boston. She's one of my favorite of any type of performers ever. I love her. Femme Brulee. Look her up. But anyway, like... She did a, the whole thing with cake. Yes. Oh my God. Anyway, she's amazing. She's so look good. her up. Femme yes, Brulee. I forgot you guys were on the same show. I My first show that I produced in LA, I had Matt on and Robin no. flew out from Boston to do the show. She's the fucking best. She's the best. Anyway, um, you know, if she were to uh, make... Fa- I don't know if she has a fan page or whatever, but like say they target Femme Brulee as a page and they delete that, then she would have to make a fan page because Femme Brulee is not a real person. You know, her name's Robin. So Robin's the real person. Femme Brulee is this fake made up thing. So you need to have a fan page. However, you can't reach people on your fan page unless you're paying money to do it. It's called boosting your post. And I have like I have a page for the Mary Dolan show and I'll write a thing on it. And even though I have a bunch of people who like it, I'll be like, this was seen by 
This was seen by 13 people. Want to boost this post so more mean, people can see it? Do you mean if like 200 people like your page, it's only seen by 13 people? Yeah. So if you want people who have signed up to see something, which they want to know more information about, if you want them to see it, you have to pay money to get people that's, to view it. It's so fucked up. That's shitty. Yeah. Zuckerberg, because you need the money. I know. Yeah. You really, really need the money right it's now. Like, so it's disproportionate. So a lot of people are saying, oh, this is homophobic, blah, blah, blah. I don't necessarily know if it's homophobic. I think that it's not considering the effect that it's having on the queer community. And it's disproportionately affecting the queer community because so much of our identity is wrapped up in who we become, not who we were born. Yeah. So. Well, you know, it also brings up to me the point of, I was thinking about this with with Twitter and um, like with with, uh, like with all the ISIS stuff and like when that first beheading video was shown <sighs> and people there was you know the, the argument of if we should watch it or not and I did not want to watch it okay. um, but um, but there was an article that was talking about how we're in this sticky situation especially in the world but in, no really in the world in that. Where is the line between private social media and news? And because, like, when you're talking about Facebook, I think, well, that's unconstitutional. Then I think, but Facebook is a private organization, right? That has grown so big that it's almost, it almost feels people consider it to be have to have it, yeah. And so, does it have some type of response? I mean, it is like Twitter. A lot of times. If I hear something that's happening, I, I'll well, I usually go to CNN, but I will look sometimes to see if it's trending on Twitter to read about it. Yeah, and that's not news. That's just a private site. They don't have any guidelines. I don't know. I just feel like it's true, but it, I think it's also hard to say what news is. I mean, you know, even twenty years ago, we had no choice but to be. The news that we were given was the news that we were given. It was what yeah. was filtered through. I mean, what yeah, was there's deciding? A, there's a beauty in it. Yeah. That it was decided what the big story was by what the headline was. Yeah. And, and that's people in a room, you know, deciding mm-hmm. what news is coming out, what the big, what the big story Primarily is. Primarily white, straight people. Yes. Men. Yes. That were decided exactly. 20 years ago. And now I think p- something can catch on, you know, some yeah. like Ferguson, I don't think would have been that not, big of a deal if people been. hadn't been like, I have a photo, I have a video, I have a personal story. I was there. I saw what happened. This is what happens all the time. Here are a bunch of other cases. Did you hear about that gay bashing in Philly? Yeah. Where yeah. like people on Twitter were able to That's how they caught, put it yeah. together. Yeah. And that. So, yeah, I'm not dogging Twitter or Facebook. No. I think they're, but it's, it's like. I don't know. I feel like in 10 years, they're going to, there's, I, or I just feel like down the road, there's going to be, I don't know, maybe there's not going to be something like done, but, but you don't want them to be regulated because well, something's happening. I hear it. I don't know. It's a truck by drive. Oh, somebody's emptying out trash in an alley. Welcome uh, to Los Angeles, the Dear Maddie show. God. That made me lose my train of thought. Oh, well, that's fine. We can keep going anyway. Um, <laughs> whatever. That was a good one, though. Okay, but now it's time for Chatty Maddie questions. Chatty Are you ready? Chatty Maddie questions. You have the last five, all right? Shit. Okay, so uh, Chatty Maddie question number one. What is your most memorable childhood smell? Um, there's a lot. The- Okay, this is so boring, people listening to this no, silence. I'll, I'll, I'll take out the silence. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit out all these awkward, horrible yeah, no, silences. Actually, I won't. Oh, just be you're here. welcome, everybody. No. <laughs> um, 
you know, you know, my, so Mary Dolan is sort of, as I said, sort of based on my grandmother a little bit. And when I was a kid, she had this amazing attic and in the attic, she had this enormous trunk. And in that trunk, it was full of costumes, some of which were just for us to dress up in us, meaning like me and my siblings and my cousins. There was like a bunch of us and we were always over and we were always putting on plays and, uh, you know, playing all these games and doing all stuff. My grandmother was just like awesome and nuts and taught us all these old Sophie Tucker songs, which I'd bring to school and people would be like, what are you singing? You're weird. And um, that smell of that attic and that trunk, I love. And it smells like my childhood. When she died, I inherited her costume trunk. Mm. And it's in the guest room at our house right now. And if I ever open it, I feel five years old, like I'm going to go run and hug my Grammy. She had these like huge, like big, huge knockers and she always smelled so good. And I just like hugging this like soft, wonderful woman. Oh, it's a wonderful name. What was her name? Mary. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Mary Gibson. And she always, she would always talk about her friend. You remember Izzy Dolan. Izzy Dolan, she would always say, I don't know if it was like a cousin of hers or just a friend, but she always said the names together. I always thought that was so funny as a kid. Izzy Dolan is, you know. And so when it came to naming, I used Mary Dolan. Oh, I love that. I didn't know that about you. We're peeling back the layers of this story. (laughs) We are. (laughs) (laughs) But I love that smell. Attics are such a good smell. Anyway. I, yeah, I know. Did you ever have that? You know, a lot of homes are newer in Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma was in a state until 1905. I guess people didn't want to live there until they absolutely had to, right? They were like, we're running out of land. They just did a land run. And that's how (laughs) they did it. Um, But so I grew up in a house that was built in the like 1980, the year I was born. So um, there weren't attics, really. We don't have attics. And the dirt is all clay there, and it moves. So we don't have basements either because it would crack and let water in. You lived in a trailer. Your parents no. told you that was a house. That's a tra- <laughs> that's called a trailer. No, we live in a house. It a was a trailer park. <laughs> yes. <Lot laughs> There's a twister coming. We got to get out of here. <laughs> Let's get out of lot 69. Because they're lots. You know, they're numbers. Why did you choose 69? Uh, no, it actually wasn't. Because I think my friends. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. No, her mom lives in mm-hmm. lot 64. That wasn't a six. I don't really like 69. It's a lot of work. Really? Yeah, I'm working. You're working. I can't really enjoy the person giving me oral sex because I'm working and being like, do they like it? Is it enough? You need to stop thinking so much. <laughs> Jeez. I know. You've got too many thoughts running through. John Wayne, you need to come over and help me. Yeah. John okay. Wayne, come over here. Come over I'll direct. Over. Now, uh, <laughs> that's funny. Okay. Question number two. Alcoholic drink you can't drink anymore because you got drunker than Cooter Brown on it. Who's Cooter Brown? You don't know. Oh, you are a Yankee. Cooter Brown. Is, <laughs> is this a real thing? It, well, we don't know. It's a uh. myth. It's a myth from the South that basically Cooter Brown was this guy who, um, I don't remember what state, but um, probably from the mountains like Tennessee or Kentucky, who did not want to go to war, the Civil War. And so apparently Cooter Brown got drunk and he stayed drunk during the entire, <laughs> entire Civil War. And he uh, never got drafted into the war. And so that's the expre- that's my knowledge of the expression, drunker than Cooter Brown. There is a restaurant in New Orleans called Cooter Brown's, which someone bought me a shirt from. That sounds really racist. 
Cooter Brown. No, yeah, <laughs> I don't. Horrible. Yeah, I don't think it's both. It probably is racist. Oh, yeah. Um, I am off all alcohol yeah. because um, I think if you put any alcohol into the answer of this question, it would be the right one. <laughs> I get. You're just I just that. I reached a point where I was like, I am getting crazy this has got to end <laughs> the last drink that i had well the last like you know five or six drinks in a row that i had were red wine so i miss it the most and i fear it the most because oh. i you know a lot of people too that actually that don't do well with alcohol or have a you know a, a sorted relationship with it <laughs> they often think wine is okay uh, yeah, I think and that's I think why it's like it was less like less of a drink. You know what I mean? And it, it was like my last hurrah. I was like, "Oh, this is what classy people drink." And it's I'm like, fine. "It's still alcohol." Yeah, I'm like it's 11 a.m. It's time for wine. Well, and then I was like, mm, mm, "Maybe, mm. maybe not." Well, I'm glad that you are. I mean, done with it. Maybe for you, you can have 11 a.m. wine. Oh, I wish I was drinking wine right now. <laughs> no, I uh, let's go I, get I, drunk. Wine gives me acid reflux. So I'll drink beer. I what like are the you, taste. 800? I know I like the taste of beer, but I even will drink like a non-alcoholic beer. It really is about the taste of beer. Mm. I'm well. I'm Scottish. I'm Irish. Going back to my roots. Oh, blame your ancestors. That's true. Blame my ancestors. Although I don't like scotch or whiskey. So oh, <laughs> don't blame them that <laughs> so much. So really, I'm just white trashy. Right. Yeah. Um, pretty much it. Okay. Um, number three. <laughs> uh, when are you most inspired? Ah, you know, I'm well, I'm scared to to sound cheesy, but I think I'm most inspired when I am on stage and it is working. Mm. Oh, my God. When the audience is with you, when they are excited to be there and you're thrilled to be on stage and you are in the zone, you're not thinking, you're not worrying, the lights are fine and you're hot from the lights and the and the audience is leaning forward in their chairs and they're they're hearing you and there's such a symbiosis and there's such a like relationship happening you think oh my god like i'm a live performer because there are humans here and we're sharing this moment and i think i will do this for the rest of my life i will do this till i am mary dolan till i actually just <laughs> What could happen? I think it will. <laughs> My girlfriend Natasha is like, "Is this what I'm signing up for?" I'm like, <laughs> "Yes, I will be wearing fruit hats." So when you become Mary Dolan, are you going to be like the character will be to play somebody young? Yeah, maybe, maybe that'll be you one. Like I... Be take back. Yeah, you're a really great storyteller. The way you tell stories, you should go into storytelling. Really? Which you probably have. Have you done a storytelling show? You should. I bet I'm you scared that storytelling is like. The ultimate in egomaniacism. Is that a word? Egomaniacism? Um, everything you say is a word. I like that you just go with whatever. I go with what it. did I say before? Ruinous? Ruinous. You said that earlier and I said, is that a word? And you said, yeah. It goes to, I'm like, okay. When something goes to ruin. It goes to ruin. I don't, you know, I've been, I've, I, I could think, I would think the same could be said a little bit about stand up. I, I think that with storytelling, I've been to some really good storytelling shows. And I've been to some not good storytelling shows. I think it's about trying. That's how all that's live just, theater is. I think yeah. when it's good, when it's, it's good, amazing. It's, it's and when really, it's bad, it's. When it's really bad. I just think. I I don't. I think some people think that uh, they. 
they don't want to do stand-up, so they do storytelling because they feel stand-up is too jokey. But I really think that because I do stand-up and I tell stories, but I don't really want to do a storytelling show because I like right because you're the, like I'm a stand-up. I'm doing. I like the the mindset people come into a stand-up show. Well, so but so many great people do that. Yeah, I mean, Tignataro will get up and tell a 15 minute story, and that's her set. Well, even like, you know, Joan Rivers just died, and that she didn't tell stories. She had told a lot of jokes, but she did talk about her life, and that was... Yeah. Well, I think deal. so many people link into... And any amazing comic that you think about, Yeah, I, feel I like think the, is being is Louis rooted in truth. Yeah, Louis C.K. gets fucking deep. Yeah. Really too, deep. Maybe too deep sometimes. So, yeah, like, yes. Some, but, you know, when he... Um, like you've heard the story where he talks about just crying and being able to cry. Have you heard that where he talks yeah, about Yeah, it's yep. so beautiful and funny and I feel like that's a great story. He probably could do a storyteller show. I think I don't know. I think it's about I don't know if there is well, that, I, I I hate it when people do art because they feel like there's a difference of doing art because you feel like you have something that could help you connect with people. And then just saying, well, people need to hear my story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, but that's not even performing. That's just life. It's like the people that talk and talk and you're like, you're not connecting with me. You're just talking so you can talk. Right. Uh, that's the worst. That's like when you're backstage at a show and you think someone's telling you a story and then they go on stage and they verbatim say what they just said to you and you realize <gasps> that they were practicing their set on you. Have you ever had that experience? No. I had this thing where I would like thought that I was having a conversation with someone. They were like working out the kinks of their set that they did five minutes That's later so on stage. And I was like, I've been used. You were used. Yeah, I don't do that. I, my set is all. Your set is I so just, crazy. I just improv it. I love I just, it. If you have never, people who are listening, if you've never seen Matt Marr live, it is one of life's rare pleasures. Well, thank you. I need to get back in the stand-up. I have some ideas, but... We'll see. I, I know. Scared. I've been taking a break, too. I know. I need to get back to it. but It's hard to not drink and do stand-up. So I, I was like... never drank when I do stand-up. Really? Oh, see. Because I would have a drink afterwards, like maybe a beer or two, but I, it took me so long to get back to performing. It, it was about eight years before, eight or nine years. Like I went to gra- undergrad, and I had like the worst voice teacher in my undergrad. Um and not my last year, I ended up studying with this amazing woman named Dr. Eustace, but he was really just a pretty homophobic and just kind of Ugh. really bullying teacher. And, um, and he kind of fucked up my voice. So I got really, uh, just insecure about singing and performing period. And so anyway, it took me, you know, moving out to California and really then going to grad school, getting my, my master's in psychology and kind of working through my own shit. And I realized, I want to go back to performing just for fun. So I... It's never too late, kids. It's never too late. And I got, when you talked about that, for me, is one of my happiest connecting moments with people is performing. And so that's why I never want to drink. I never want to kill the buzz that I get from performing. And I I never want to dampen that with alcohol. That's beautiful, actually. That's one. I drink afterwards. <laughs> just like a beer, but that's it. Just because I like beer. All right, chatting Maddie, question number four. Weirdest place you've had sex or celebrity crush? Um, I'm going to go with the safer um, choice and say celebrity crush. Yeah. Um, and it's super weird. Uh, my celebrity crush is Kristen Bell. 
Oh, that's not weird at all. Well, it is for me because my type is... Do you like is... her as an animated character? <laughs> yeah. yeah because, and I'll tell you why. Kristen Bell from Frozen. <laughs> Only when she's playing a child. Um, oh, God. God. Edit that joke out. Um, when my, my type is like curvy, brunette, like darker skinned ladies. So your girlfriend. My girlfriend is could not be more of my type in every respect. Um, maybe she, if she liked cats, that would be, that would she's be. also really fucking beautiful. Oh my God. Like she's, she's so really bad. beautiful. I right? saw a picture the other day on Facebook and I was like, you're really, really beautiful. I'm dating like, up. God doesn't make people like that. Oh my God. She's so hot. Probably. Anyway. Okay. So you're a celebrity. And she's friend. nice. And she's super nice. Maybe. Uh, no, but anyway, it's weird because Kristen Bell is like, Blonde, a tiny blonde. blonde, like you know, animated. You look. You actually look like you could be related to her. Like it's. I'm like her, sort of like weird looking butch twin. Yeah. Thank you. It's just because we're five two. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all. But it why is. Kristen Bell? I don't know. She seems like she seems so down to earth. She's really awesome. It seems like. And she, yeah, she seems like she's like fun and somebody that. That gives a shit. Yes, that gives a shit. And that I feel like the people, oh my God, it's so creepy how we like theorize on people that we don't know that it's like a thing. But I feel like she's the type of woman that if she loves you, she looks at you and beams it out of her face. And I think there's nothing, there's nothing more beautiful than that look. Oh my God. If Natasha turns to me, some I make some sort of joke and she turns and she's laughing and that look. I feel like I could just die. Oh, it just makes me so. I always get sad and happy when people are in love because I'm like, <laughs> I know I turned it really gay. Sorry, you got really, really gay. Um, <laughs> gay well, isn't disgusting. You might have already just answered so in know. question five because question number five is what makes your heart happy. Oh boy, what if Natasha never listens to this? Like, <laughs> this is all like one big jerk then, off for her. I was going to say there's going to be some lesbians out there finger breaking themselves. Yeah, imagining you. I know. Well. You know, who knows? Who knows at what point she'll be like, wow, you're really dating up. I need to um, I need to get on someone on my own level. It's always like the really pretty girls that go for like the weirdo comedians. I well, feel you're like. really cute. No. No, like. No. I, no, I think you're super cute. I do have nice eyes. I've heard that my whole no, life. No, I think. You know, I don't think like. I do my eyes. You know what I'm saying? It's so funny because like. You're a girl, and yet I wouldn't use the word pretty for you because I realize that I have my own connotations with pretty, that it's... But you're feminine, but you're not... I feel like a gay boy is really... Like, you're kind of... You're pretty handsome. Thank you. No, no I mean, but, like, you you are handsome. You have really nice eyes, and, like, you have a nice body. Ew. Wait, I'm naked, happened? by the way, What right just now? happened? What just get, happened right now? Oh, my God. It got really crazy. I feel like, well, that's, it's you know, it's kind of like my gender feels very, like, gay male. And it's, it. I kind of feel like, except for my voice, which is always hard doing podcasts because I, I know that I my voice is so high and so girly, but I, I, I always feel surprised when I hear my own voice. It shocks the really? shit out of me. I just feel so much butcher. Than my voice, but also I just I'm like pretty faggy. You are. I am. I know it's several okay. lesbians. Jess is like that. She said that she doesn't feel like a lesbian as more much as she feels like like gay. Yeah, I, I definitely. It's- I it's funny. 
I used the word lesbian to describe myself about 10 minutes ago, and I never use that word ever. Really? I usually say queer. Yeah. That, or gay or dyke. Dyke I like. I, I love the word dyke, too. And a lot of people mm-hmm. are like, oh, you can't. One of the get Paul Gordon, you know, he's a straight guy, and he was like, "Well, you can use the word queer, but I can't." I'm like, "No, you can use the word queer." Because, queer is such a great descriptive well, word. Well, but people that were older, and he's not that much older; he's my age. But I remember when I ran a senior men's group, that they were like, "Oh, you can't use the." That's hard for us when we hear that word because that's what the, was like their like fag. Yeah, that was their like. Thing I mean, that it's was all changing. Like now, you know, you're not supposed to say. <sighs> people are upset about the word tranny. And no. It's, it's weird just, because the community uses that word. Yeah. So it's, it's just I've hard always to, used that word, and now it's like it's a word that I don't use around straight people because I don't want straight people to judge agree. me for using yeah. the word tranny. But amongst my queen friends and amongst my like queer burlesque friends, and I was like, we use tranny all the time. I know. It's just – I know. It's, you know, it's just – it's – we have to it be PC changes. for our straight people now so that they know what to and do. And PC for the community as well because some you know, trans people get really – like the other day somebody said – I said the word transgendered and they said, did you say transgendered? And I went, yeah. And they said, no, it's transgender. And they're like, people get offended by that. And I'm like, oh my God, I didn't – I don't know. It's so difficult. It can be hard to keep track. I, just I mean, don't want to hurt people's feelings. It's amazing that the conversations are happening. Yeah, that's what's Which going. is great. And we were talking about transparent. We're so excited about that. We're show. so oh excited. My God. We're so this excited. Is, well, and you know, we, I always ask towards the end of the show, like, what's going on in your life? What are you doing? Tell people where they can find you. And one of the places is Transparent, which is a show on Amazon Prime that's debuting on this. this we taped the show a week early. So the first episode would have aired. So I think it aired hopefully everyone will already have devoured the show by the time. But they can. Tell people about Transparent. Um, Transparent is a... Um, it's a new series by Jill Soloway, who was um, writer and producer on Six Feet Under, um, and she did amazing at Sundance with her film um, Afternoon Delight. I blanked for a second. Afternoon Delight, which is amazing with Katherine Hahn, if you haven't seen it yet. But um, Jill Soloway is amazing, and she writes these amazing set in L.A., often very Jewish family drama with comedy stories. And Transparent follows um, Moira Pfefferman who's played by Jeffrey Tambor. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor um, is in a, um, his age, you know, he's an older man who comes out as trans to his adult children. And so that's how the pilot unfolds, is we find out that he's been living as a woman for a while, and he's finally reached the point where he's going to come out about it, where it's been this private thing for years and years and years and years, and he's finally going to come out. Follows his story, but also follows the story of all the kids, uh, Gabby Hoffman, um, Amy Landecker is amazing in it, and it's just like... And you're amazing in it. Because you're in the first episode, right? I'm in the seventh episode. Oh, in the seventh episode. But it's my first, like, big. I mean, who? It was so. I could be edited out. It's scary to even talk about it or be excited about it because it could. You know, we don't know. But in episode seven, um, there is a great. I don't want to really give anything away, but there's like a great scene with like a lot of different um, performance artists, and so my role is Butch Slam poet. That's hilarious. So I got to do some slam poetry, which was so fun. Um, so hopefully that... That's awesome. I think it should make it I'm in. just glad, too, that there's been... There's more and more story about stories about people being trans coming out. I'm so happy that there's a comedy. Just because... 
it's so, so weird. Good. Like, the, and I don't mean that they're weird. I don't mean that. It's just coming out, whether you're gay or straight. Just life is weird and it's awkward. And so, being you know coming out as trans and going to the attrition, it just feels weird sometimes, and it's hard to navigate. And it's funny. It it can be really funny. Oh, I, yeah. I've laughed with some of my friends. So I'm I'm super excited from that perspective. Well, it's 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 the new. I mean it's the new gay in the way of like, it is this new frontier. I think now a lot of people are able to be like, Oh, you're gay. I get that. Yeah. Like I'm not gay. I understand what it is. You know, that's cool. Be who you want to be. And then somebody says I was, you know, however they describe it, but I was born in the wrong body. I, you know, I'm transitioning. And I think people are like, what does that mean? Yeah. That's not right. That, you know, even if they're not being transphobic about it, I think it's something that's really hard for people to wrap their brains around. Yeah. And it's this new conversation where even if you're trying to be PC, you don't know the language. I was talking to, um, to people who wrote for transparent and they had brought in, um, trans people, um, to, to talk, to ask a lot of questions, to pick their brains. Cause they said like, we're writing about this thing and this isn't our personal experience and we want to get it right. And that was a really major thing. I know in Jill Soloway's room, um, Reese Ernst, do you know Reese? I don't. Reese Ernst and Zachary Drucker, um, were like major players getting this up. And they, they, uh, were producers on the show and stuff and they're both trans and they were able to like really, really, that's know, awesome. Totally. I just, and it's also too helpful that I'm hoping that more people will approach it because it is a comedy because people just want to see comedies. I mean, yeah. sometimes there's a movie about like, I've never seen Schindler's List because I don't want to go there. Like I know about the whole, <laughs> yeah. not that I want there to be a comedy about that, <laughs> but, but <laughs> yeah, where, where are you going right <laughs> I didn't now? I mean that I do not want a comedy about the Holocaust. I just meant that like, <laughs> that's. Okay, we're going to end the show. No, um, You're the worst. No, I didn't mean – I just meant that I, I know I should see that movie, but I know when I see that movie, it's an event. Comedy it's a makes, process. Comedy, a comedy makes hard things accessible, yeah. well, I think. Carol Burnett says comedy is tragedy plus time. Perfect. So It's exactly know. what it is. I think you can talk about anything. But once people are laughing in a room, then we're all together in that room. Yeah, we're all We're together. on the same page and we're open and we're – I mean, literally, like, our blood is flowing easier yeah. when you're laughing. You're open to new, hearing new things and saying, yeah, that's funny. The it's human funny. experience is... It's funny, funny, funny. funny. Um, where else can people find you, can look you up? Do you have a website, Twitter, whatever? All those things. Well, please tell us. It's, it's the time is now. Um, the hub for all of these things is pdgibson.com. So easy to remember because it's my name. And Petey is P-E-T-E-Y. Yep, G-I-B-S-O-N. Like the guitar. Um, and on that, you can find character videos and stand-up videos. Um, and I'm really bad at updating where I have my shows, but I do link to my Facebook where I say things like, oh, shit, I'm doing a show tonight. I totally forgot to tell you. So please um, find me on Facebook as long as they let me stay there with stay my there. big fake name. Meals with Mary um, should be coming out very early 2015. So cool. um I don't have an exact release date yet, so I don't want to. I don't want to. Um, Mary Dolan needs an Amazon show. Oh my That's god! A perfect place for you. My my ultimate goal is to have a um, a late night television show like The Tonight Show, hosted by Mary Dolan. That is my. I will I will put that into the universe every day I until will it comes true. Put that true. into the universe for you. That's what the Mary Dolan show is that you can catch live. Um, it's every third Sunday of the month. At- it really is fantastically funny. It's at El Cid. Yep. 
third it's Sunday. It's the third Sunday of every month in October. It's actually going to be the third Tuesday uh, because of a scheduling mishap, but um, just as good, just it a just few days later. But yeah, it's kind of a combination like Tonight Show slash stand-up show slash shit show. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this show can be a shit show, too. And mm-hmm. <laughs> that said, the shit show is... We're, that's it. We're done. We finished <gasps> up. So... Wipe it up and throw it out. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. You're welcome. When I started this, you were one of the first people I wrote down to have. So, and to everybody else, thank you so much for listening. Put in your questions. Talk to mattmar.com. I need questions, or I don't have a show, people. And um, Mm -hmm. and you know, please follow, subscribe. Um, I don't have all that website stuff like I should. I just have my own. Talk to mattmar. I don't. I need to do a Facebook and all that, but. Whatever. Whatever. Google exists. They yeah, just type Google your name exists. in and they can yeah. find you. Yeah, I'm not the hot Matt Marr who's shirtless. He was a dancer on So You Think You Can Dance. Who's also gay, who I met in West Hollywood and took a picture with. I'm like number two. <laughs> First is the worst, second is the best. Oh, I love it. As they say. Well, okay. Well, thank you everybody for listening and we will see you next Thursday. And have a good week. Do something nice for someone, okay? Absolutely. Bye. Bye. Bye.